Hey everyone, Carrie Beck here, Homeschool Coffee Break, where we try to help you stop the overwhelm and take a coffee break. Sort of hard sometimes when you're homeschooling, right? Well, today we're going to be talking about a, a difficult subject that really you may be walking through right now because of the overwhelm, because of the stress that you're under. We want to reduce that stress. Um, before I dive into our topic for today, I do want to just ask you that you would subscribe wherever you're listening to this because it will get this message out to more and more people. And today's a really important message. Um, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't even have any specific resource except God, basically, in my Bible. But um, I do. This is just something near and dear to my heart. And it is going to be a story totally from my heart. I've talked about this in the past, but sometimes it is truly hard to find joy in the midst of hard times. And the holidays, the ho I grew up, holidays were fun. My kids grew up with great holiday memories. I mean, yeah, we would stress out. And I've told you some of my stories of my stressing out with too many activities. But that's not true for everyone. Some people have health issues. Some people have family issues. Some people have finance issues. I don't know where you are, but we all have some sort of issue. And some of it, that stress, can make the holidays really difficult, very tough, very hard. Grief, maybe you're missing someone that has been with you for a long time and no longer whether they've died or whether they're just not with you this year. There are so many things that can be happening. Um, and yet that can make the holidays very difficult. How do we, as Christians especially, we need to find joy. How do we find joy when life is hard, during those tough, tough times? So let me just ask you, if you are listening somewhere that you can make a comment, would you just tell me what you do when life gets hard? I would love to know. Um, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story, and then I'll end up on some ideas of how I found joy in the midst of very difficult times. And some of you have already heard my story, some of you haven't. But back in 2016, and we are recording this in 2023, seven years ago, um, my husband, Steve, left and we had been married for 31 years. I tell people I would be a rich person if I had money for every shocked look that I got from our friends and our family. No one could believe it was. And the first year I was in shock. Um, this was never going to happen to me. This is never going to happen to our family. And we're still walking in it. That's a whole nother story that you can watch on here in YouTube. Actually, I think it's in this channel somewhere. It may be the first one that I ever did in this channel. I'm not positive. But um, I will tell you that as difficult as it is, I would never trade it because I'm so much closer to God. I've walked through some grief. I've walked through hard times. I've walked through things I can never imagine. And I believe God's going to reconcile our marriage. How do I know this? Faith. It's the only way I know that. Only God and all glory to God. It is nothing I'm going to do and nothing I'm going to say. That has caused my holidays to be difficult at times. So let me tell you a few little stories so you can sort of relate. Um, and I will just tell you, Thanksgiving up until this year has been my hardest holiday of all the holidays during the year. I don't know why. I still remember vividly about three or four years ago um, going up for prayer uh, 
a couple weekends after Thanksgiving because it was so difficult. And it was a friend of mine um, that we had walked through hard times with him 20 years ago. He got it. And he he told me later, he was like, I understood there are things that just creep up during the holidays. And so it is hard. One of the things, some of my kids do different things with Steve, but um, they often will alternate holidays. Um, well, we, we as a family alternate holidays with our family and then with in-laws. Like this year, we had Thanksgiving with my family. They will have Thanksgiving with in-laws, I mean, Christmas with the in-laws. So we go back and forth. It's just sort of how it works out. Um, several years ago, uh, it was just my parents and me for Thanksgiving. It was hard. I was thankful for my parents being there. It was just the three of us. I'm going to start crying. Um, but we, you know, I struggled with my mind, with my inner thoughts. And I had to, you know, that year on that Sunday, I'd come home from church, great church service. By the evening, I was, I'd lost it. I got in the car. I drove over to Steve's house. And I just let him have it. I used our kids against him. It was terrible. I had to apologize to him a few weeks later in person. And I confessed it to each of my kids um, as well. Because I believe when you confess your sins to one another, you are healed. I was forgiven. when I, I've been forgiven. I mean, I believe God forgives. But God says to confess our sins to one another and you will be healed. And so that was one thing that I realized. And that is something during Advent we should be doing is confessing, having times of prayer and fasting. So if you notice something within you, I do think it's important. And that we confess to other people, not just to God. Um, uh, a few years later, um, we were all at my parents for um, Thanksgiving at the farm. Uh, they live on 50 acres or so. And extended family, everyone's there. Different things were happening. And I was having a hard time getting out of bed the week of Thanksgiving. I did not want to go. Actually, the week before Thanksgiving, I went over to a friend's house and asked her to pray for me because I was really struggling. I cried through the entire prayer. I do not hold my cries and my tears back anymore because they are real. And God is putting every one of those tears in. Um, a gold vial or something, but he has all of those there, I know. And so I knew something was up. Things were happening. They were not good. That week, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, it felt like the summer that Steve left. I, could, I had a hard time then too. I didn't really know what was going on. I just knew. And every day I still got up, I got out of bed and I read my Bible. I, pr I prayed too, I think. I just did it. Because I knew I needed it, even though I didn't want to. I had an emotional explosion at the Thanksgiving table. We had all eaten. My mom had asked us, uh, my brother and I, to pray. And I prayed an explosion on everyone. It was all truth. It was all scripture. But it was in the wrong attitude. And that was sin against them. It was not good. Um, I realized later on Saturday, I think, Friday, Saturday, I'd actually been walking in depression the whole week. I didn't see it. Thank goodness God showed it to me that quickly within a week. And so on Sunday night, I called every adult that was at that dinner table and I confessed my sin to them. No explanation, no asking for forgiveness. I just said, I am sorry for what I said and what I prayed. And it was wrong. Sorry. I didn't expect for his crying. 
Anyway, after I confessed to everyone, I had immediate peace and joy. Confessing our sins to others and, and humbling ourselves and admitting I am a proud person. But we have got to humble ourselves. And that, I believe, is one of the first things. We humble ourselves and we confess our sins. We don't confess. It's not like, I mean, there are times I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. I am truly sorry. But that's not an apology. An apology is saying, I am sorry for something and whatever it is, I did. I am sorry I did A, B, or C. Whatever it is, that is a real confession. And that's a true apology. Um. Christmas has been hard at times. Um, there are times that have been hard, but for some reason, Thanksgiving was harder. I'm sharing Thanksgiving. That's where I am. For some of you, Christmas is harder. That's why I want to share this with you. I have to be honest. God keeps working. This year, we were again at my parents' house, um, and I was driving over there the night Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I cried. I actually parked the car on the road um, to get control of myself before I drove down their driveway because it's a long driveway to get to their house living in the country. But I was crying over something good. I was crying over the verse that God had given me when Steve told me he was going to leave, Second Peter 3, 9. And the tears were just coming for about five minutes before I got to their house. Second Peter 3, 9 says, God is not slow. There's some count slowness. He is patient with all, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. It is the verse I have clung to since the day he left. I pray every day for him. I don't necessarily pray that verse, but I pray that verse a lot. And I do believe that we need to go to God's word, even when you don't feel like it, even when you're mad at God, don't ask him why this is happening. Say, what, what do you want me to do today? God was calling me when I was in depression, when holidays are hard to get up every day and at least open his of my Bible and read it and spend time with him. Even if you don't feel like anything's happening, I believe God honored that. And that is where I receive joy and peace. He says, in the presence of the Lord is joy. We need to go and spend time with him, even when we don't feel like it. I even put on makeup. <laughs> I can't cry. Um, peace and joy come from spending time with God. I am crying, sorry. And I know some of you can't see me, but I'm trying to clear the tears away. So they're not all I can actually see. So that is a good thing. God is working and continue to do that. So how did I get through the holidays when they're hard? Even at Christmas time, and there are hard times at Christmas. It is really hard to be with one of my kids' families and Steve not be there. It, I miss him. But I believe God is working. He says he's, he's patient with all. He is patient with Steve. So what did I do? I consistently read my Bible and prayed. I confessed my sins when they came about. Um, and I think there's true healing. I listened to awesome Christian Christmas carols. Go listen to real Christmas carols. The holiday ones are fun. But listen to worship music. Turn it on full blast so your whole house can hear it. It will lift your spirits. And listen to the words. Oh, come on, come on, ye faithful. Hark the herald angels sing. Joy to the world. There are great words from the Bible in those um, Christmas carols, and that can change who we are. Put on the armor of God every single day. That's the other thing I've done. 
is I put on the armor of God for me and for my family. I pray that every single morning. Why am I sharing this? One, to give glory to God that he keeps working with me and humbling me and making me more Christ-like. And I can see the changes from depression to crying, a good cry because of what he is doing. He is still working in Steve. He is still working in me. He is still working in our kids and grandkids. Also believe the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony defeat the enemy. They destroy the enemy. It is humbling to come and tell my story to you. It gets rid of my pride. But when we speak the word of our testimony, it defeats the enemy. And that is another reason I want to share my story. My also, if we look at, I think it's 2 Corinthians 1, my testimony can encourage others, maybe you, to avoid my mistakes as well. My sins, my sin of pride, especially. If you have relationship problems, look at yourself first and confess those sins. If you have got grief problems that may not be, look and make sure that we are truly holding on to God. Press into your grief if you're missing someone. If you have got um, financial issues, make sure that we are fully trusting and surrendering everything to God. That is one thing I've had to do, even especially at Christmas time, is turn over my um financial issues. And, you know, if I have financial concerns, I turn them over. I surrender them all to, to him. Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's prodigal kids. Everything. I still think the first thing we need to do is look at ourselves and look at God. Also, if your kids are struggling, you need to model this for your kids. Presence of the Lord is joy and the joy of the Lord is our strength. You need to spend time with your kids. And I recommend it first thing in the morning at breakfast time. Spend time with, with them in the word, praying with them as well. Because if they've got problems, they need to see you modeling how you work through your problems as well. If The other thing I would like to say is if you would like, if, if you want me to pray for you, Send me a, a message, an email, a DM, something. Let me know, and I would be happy to pray for you. And let me know. If you've got a prodigal, let me know, and I will add them to my prodigal list. Unfortunately, I've got about 100 on the list over seven years. But I actually have seen some that have walked. Oh, I just saw one young man this last spring give himself to God and get baptized as a teenager who grew up in a Christian home and told his story of how he was resisting. God, God is working and we need to share our stories with each other to encourage one another and then to also be able to, um, um, to defeat the enemy. I will leave some resources in the, um, in the show notes, uh, Rejoice Marriage Ministries. I highly recommend if you are dealing with a prodigal spouse Prayers for the Prodigal, um, howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash prodigals. That's a book, 90 prayers of scripture. You can pray for kids or for adults, um, uh, wherever. I'll leave some resources of getting through the hard times. And I will leave a link to my joy scripture cards. I think that can really encourage you as well. Thanks for spending time with me. I am Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. We'll talk to you next time.